0: Are listening to the Chomp Cast, an official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thanks for taking time out of your crazy life to make time for ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, please, 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 please go to Patreon.com/SwordChomp, support us. Look for our special VIP tier, top-secret Instagram page, just for our VIP patrons. Um man, we got a crazy show today. <laughs> kinda of hectic. A lot of chaos going on right now. I'll tell you what is I like kinda of break things down. Fish! That's right, Fish is bringing some rage to the table tonight. Can it rage to the table tonight. As uh Fish has some early impressions on Rage 2 that people have actually been really curious about. Uh the review's have been kind of middling, but Fish gives us the breakdown. Um that means fish will be seeing Breakdown by Chantric. Um We're lucky. Cross our fingers. Um, <laughs> I have a, well, I have a breakdown again in my notes here. I have a fun breakdown of the history of Final Fantasy XII. Um, is Final Fantasy XII the most timeless Final Fantasy game? I'll let you be the judge. Wink, wink. We cut through the armies of internet fodder to collect our spoils of war as we discuss the time frame for spoiling old-ass video game. I mean... At some point, you know, the it, the time frame should be up. We should be able to talk about spoilers for old games without getting fucking destroyed. But it's not always that easy. And we have help from the at Swordchomp Instagram community as we discuss spoilers for the top of the show. Um, for the topic of the show, I'm sorry. At the top of the show. So it's kind of the same thing. And uh, all sorts of fun polls. We have the Sony state of play thing we want to talk about with that. Why don't fantasy 7 trailer reveal again thingy. Um and the state of play was kind of their way of dropping some stuff. <laughs> no, it's not the bottom, Josh. It's not the bottom. Top of the show.
1: We usually Ca- get to no- the comments at the at the bottom of the show.
0: Yeah, well. Who knows what the bottom is with this show? It gets it, g- it goes down downhill really fast. Um I just saw you type bottom and I got excited, but it's going to be great <laughs> also <sorts> of- <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I was just looking at some bottoms right before the podcast. Uh, we got a bunch of polls to run through. Um, I'll send those bottoms to you, Fish, don't worry. Uh, As well as, you know, maybe a quick recap of the epic Pokemon vs. Mortal Kombat saga. But let's get to some intros. Boom, bada bing, bada boom. Our good friend, the one and only Shay Layton is not here this week as he continues his journey of studying in Japan. Um, So I told Fish for the show he has to be extra funny, extra clever. That's right. Fish is here, the Filipino Johnny Depp from texas so um without any pressure at all be extra clever and extra funny right now go
2: oi uh (laughs) hi you blokes what's up (laughs) wait so your extra
0: (laughs) wait so your extra funny thing is just to become an aussie (laughs) i guess i don't (laughs) know (laughs) blokes okay that was
2: the first thing that came to mind i don't know what's wrong with me
0: that works for you in a bar when you're trying to be charming and just dropping some blokes here and there.
2: No. No, that doesn't work. I mean, I get laughed at, but it's at my own expense, so
0: Yeah. You get laughed at when you drop your blokes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Pretty okay. much. Um Fish, I am the I of course I'm General Mountain Time. I am the uh Poken! In Pokémon tournament, to the you're the Ryu. I couldn't think of a Pokémon that starts with you. Help me out here. You
2: what? <laughs> you're the Pope Ken? Oh, okay. Okay, no, it's a so Street Fighter. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. I uh, think yeah, that's my that's my introduction because we you know it's my giveaway to let you talk like ten seconds of Pokémon tournament because mm-hmm. you've been we've been beating the shit out of each other, uh, Josh. Um, Fish has been going. He's going to Garchomp. Um, and Scizor, and we've been getting our Pokin tournament on. Um, mm-hmm. Josh, Joshua Fowler's here from Michigan. Josh, I haven't been able to convince, uh, Josh to jump in on the pokin tournament with us. He's not, not as interested. Um, one day. One day. You, you don't want to trade blows with us? You don't want to give, they got Gengar in there, Josh. Tekken sucks. <gasps> Putting the
1: pokin at the beginning isn't going to fix it.
2: No, it, it did. That's what fixed it, Josh. <laughs> that's that's all the the, part po- of the Pokemon
0: that's, in it. I agree. That's all. That's that's what fixed it. Really. Let's be honest. <laughs> We're like probably part of the one percent of people that feel that way. Mm. Um, yeah. Which is, which is sad. But no, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun playing that game. I got that from one of our patrons, Larry. He sent me an old copy of Pokemon Termin. That's a fun game if you just have someone to play with, because the, there's really nothing else to do. I mean, there's other stuff you can do, you know, there's like a single player mode, if you want to call it that,
2: but, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's all nonsense time filler, it's it's not a good story mode like Mortal Kombat or, um, you know, even Smash Brothers is probably my favorite fighting game ever, and that's, I don't really do any of the single player in that, so it's kind of tough to, to do that, but. With friends, it's mm-hmm. fun, Josh, I'm telling you. The, the cool thing is, the um, I, I, I just realized this the other day, Fish, when I first looked at the roster, Josh, I was like, man, some of these choices seem a little weird. But I realized they went for a lot of Pokemon that have Mega Evolutions because um, when you go to your special, they transform mm-hmm. into their, their Mega Evolution. And that actually explained the roster. When I went back and looked at it, I was like, oh, man, a lot of these Pokemon have Mega Evolutions. So that's really cool.
2: Because, um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, when you launch into your little special, they uh they transform into their mega and they go into like a big attack thing. It's kinda like a fatal blow for people that played Mortal Kombat Eleven. Um,
2: but It's yeah. kinda of upsetting though. I mean they didn't have Heracross, Heracross has a Mega Evolution. Mm. Didn't Fighting have Tyranitar. Yeah, Tyrannotar Tyranitar uh, also and like he doesn't have a mega evolution, so well, those it it, those are my those are just my two personal favorite Pokemons. And they yeah. weren't it, featured in the game, which does suck. Got the shaft? Do you have a theory
0: on that, Josh? Because I was checking the uh, sales, and it seems like Pokemon Tournament, even created by the uh, some of the big people behind Tekken, sold well enough. But it kind of feels like they just stopped supporting it after that first DLC, hmm. other than just bringing it to the Switch. It doesn't. I, I I was I was looking, and it's semi-active in in some of the like it's not Evo anymore, but it was at Evo for a while, and there and there's still Pokemon Championships and stuff that have it. But yeah, it feels, it feels like they just stopped supporting it.
1: It might just not have sold well enough for them to think it's worth it compared to the other games. Um, Like, if it sold all right, but still not well enough for them to, you know, think it's worth their continued investment there. I don't know. I don't know what the threshold is for them,
0: so. That that must be it. I mean, I should be thankful that they gave it one DLC because that DLC just happened to have um, uh, Agus Slash and Blastoise. So, I mean... It's very rare. I was telling Fish, the chances of them actually making DLC based around one new character, and that happened to be my favorite Pokemon, I mean, that's, like... Even if the game was a complete disaster, that's such a rare, special thing for me. Like, there's no games where I can Mm -hmm. just be a Blastoise and beat someone's ass. Um, And it came in at the last second, you know? Like, right right at the buzzer, because it was the DLC, the last DLC they dropped last year, and then they stopped supporting it, so... Um, Mm -hmm. And it was weird, because it was a, a Wii U game... That did okay, and then they just ported it to the Switch, which was, of course, to get some more sales. It looks like it sold about a million, at least I know physically for sure. And then when they ported it to the Switch, they brought one branch of DLC with it, and that's that's been it. No, not even news on any other DLC, no characters or anything. So, anyways, it's it's a fascinating thing, like that. Why that didn't take off more? It's Pokemon and more um, Tekken, but I have some theories about that later. Hmm. Um, but anyways, we got some fun stuff to talk about. Honestly, the topic of the show is a good one. Uh, in regards to spoilers, it's funny because our the the Professor Layton sent us this topic, but he's not here for this, and I think he's the most spoiler sensitive of all of of all of us, I would say. Um, and as Josh always tells me, every time I bring up a game, he's just like, "Yeah, there's no there's no such thing as a spoiler in a Mortal Kombat game or this game or that game." <laughs> that's, that's Josh's favorite quote. Oh, there's mm-hmm. no such thing as a spoiler. Um, which is probably true in some cases. I I love the idea that there's somebody out there that got really upset about a Mortal Kombat spoiler. I would love to meet that person.
1: <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just like there's, there's got to be one. <laughs> I'm sure there is somewhere.
0: This fucking yeah. fuming ah, oh, Cassie Cage. Her character <laughs> arc was not what I expected. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's got to be one somewhere. And uh, and I think the Mortal Kombat story is fun. So I say that in jest. But um, spoilers are a weird thing. And Whenever I posted this to our Instagram community, I got a lot of feedback that we'll be able to throw in to the fodder of discussion here. But I can break it down pretty simply for you guys, and then I'll pass it around round robin. As far as like whether how much time has passed to spoil a game and what have you. I think as long as you... There's my two stances on it. One, if it's a new thing for me, and I don't want it spoiled, I'll make sure it doesn't get spoiled. It's almost impossible. Like There's very few things for me that I care about spoiling. And if I want to make sure it doesn't get spoiled, it will. Like, that's when people complain that things get spoiled for them on the internet. It's like, well, if you cared enough about it, just get to it quickly. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's my theory on it. Because, like, if I don't want Game of Thrones spoiled for me, I'll just put my phone away for a couple hours until I watch the show. It's not that hard. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Like,
1: the mm -hmm. the only time I really felt a lot of sympathy is when, like, some of those episodes got leaked. And then people were already talking about it and stuff. Like, that sort of thing kind of... Oh, yeah, leaked way early. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yes, and that is the kind of rare and also shitty. Also, mm-hmm. I heard there was this guy that was, there was there was a viral YouTube video, this um, or a viral video of this guy who, after the Avengers Endgame movie, came out of the theater and was just screaming the spoilers at everybody in line, which, mm. and then I think he got his ass kicked if I remember right in the video. Uh, I'm sure
2: he did. He probably <laughs> died. He's probably dead right now. He
0: actually, probably is. he he met his Endgame. So I hope it was worth it. <laughs> That was <laughs> worth it for that asshole. Uh, but generally speaking, I don't think it's that hard to do it. But I will say this, for old games, I think you just have to be respectful about how you do it. Like, if I'm going to talk about any, let's say, Final Fantasy twelve spoilers later, I will kindly let people know there might be a mild spoiler here and there, and then I'll talk about it. That's that's my personal stance, is I will give a very fair warning, uh, uh, and and then I will go into it. And I don't feel as bad, honestly, if it's a, if it's a much older game, because I just feel like at some point, the conversation is more interesting when you can, when you can talk about spoilers, like if it's been ten years, even if you haven't played yeah. the game, it's like give me a fucking break, you know? It's mean, a point. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to dance around those eggshells. H- how do you feel about it, Josh?
1: Um, well, actually, I made myself a list of Final okay. Fantasy VII spoilers that I'm just going to randomly say whenever asked completely unrelated questions to catch people okay. off guard with through the uh, through the okay. episode, in oh. order to. Uh...
2: So anybody who hasn't played Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> just isn't gonna listen to this episode at this point they will not be supporting us on patreon this this month
0: <laughs> uh here well let's practice josh I'll, I'll i'll tell you ask you an unrelated question and you throw a spoiler at me uh josh what's your favorite tea tea
1: was in like golf or loose leaf
0: <laughs> either either or i guess <laughs> loose <leaf. laughs> like yeah like the drink like the uh ah. the drink hmm. I mean, a pretty,
1: pretty good, pretty good tea is that Hojo is Sephiroth's dad.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: you really? Teed him I up. I haven't there. tried that one, John.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, I feel like you're. It's been so long since I played FF Seven. I feel like you're just saying random words. Boogedy Boo boogedy kill Um. Okay, that's good practice. Hmm. Man. Do you um <laughs> <laughs> What what are you wearing uh, right now? What are you wearing, Josh? Hmm? What what are you wearing right I now? I charge for that. <laughs> well, if <laughs> patreon.com slash <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just trying to sneak out of a spoiler. No, but <clears> seriously, throat> throat> uh spoil like what's your on like time frames? Do you care if it's been a while? Do you got a theory on that? What what do you think? Um I not really. I mean,
1: I think if it's something that's only good if it hasn't been spoiled, it wasn't good. Um Yeah, I don't know, like I'm I'm kind of with you like it, it's much more fun to discuss it than to just feel like you can never talk about anything anymore. Like fear of spoilers has stopped us from talking about Basically all media, other than complaining about it, because that's like the only thing we can universally talk about anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like we, I, yeah. I think for some people, like with Shay, he's not here, so I can just say this. I like to psychoanalyze him while he's not here to yell at me. Sometimes <laughs> I think, sometimes I think that it's more of a psychological thing. Like he feels disrespected if you spoil something for him. He's like, "How dare you? How dare yeah. you drop?" Well, this I'm in... not going
1: to spoil something if someone like. Just, you know, asks me not to, but I'm not going to dance yeah. around it if it's, like... If they haven't specifically asked is kind of where I'm at. Like, I'll bring up something if it's, you know, relevant or whatnot like to a discussion we're having about games. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking so of like, Dan- I, I I feel like the spoiler at the end of Bioshock is kind of... <laughs> It's required to be even t- discuss the game at this point. Like if you want to try yeah, to yeah. discuss what the game means, what sort of place it has in you know gaming history at this point, and somehow not bring up the twist, you, just, you can't do it. Like it does it's just a shooter mm-hmm. without the right. you know the, the twist to reframe what all the different mechanics in the game mean.
0: Yeah, especially if you wanted to sell that game now, after all these years. Mm-hmm. Shooters have come a long way, you
2: know? Yeah.
0: Uh, would you kindly, Fish, tell me your thoughts on uh, spoilers, as far as time oh, goes?
2: You know what? I I, I stopped giving a shit about, you know, spoiling things for other people. I, I used to be real good about it, though. I used to be, oh, spoiler alert... Like, that's just something that, like, comes out of people's mouth, like, almost instinctively whenever they're going to talk about something in the game that they're truly passionate about. Mm -hmm. And, like, I I just, I want to skip over saying that and just go on with the conversation because I I feel like at that point it's it's just part of the discussion and I don't necessarily want to, you know, tell somebody, hey, here comes a spoiler and then... They automatically stop listening, so it's just weird to me. That that, that is
0: kind of a weird thing. Like, yeah, make sure you stop listening to our podcast right now for this minor. Yeah,
2: yeah, and then and then having to like kind of sift through uh, like that minute or so of uh, of the actual audio and try and sift out if the spoiler's already been said or what, or if the conversation on it's still going on. So it's just a little weird uh, as far as like audio goes, but like. As far as like the internet goes as a whole, like I am kind of proud of the fact that I've yet to be spoiled by what happens in Endgame, even though I don't care really for the MCU universe. Um, I I am surprised. You're
0: proud, like you've danced. (laughs) What does that even mean? You're proud that you've somehow evaded. You picked picked
1: the right people to follow on Twitter who aren't gonna just spew Mm. it out. No right
2: well no I'm I, like I browse like reddit and everything and like I feel like they they did a pretty good job of like the moderators there have done a pretty good job of making sure like spoils uh, or spoilers of that uh show has not leaked out in any form or fashion and um I do appreciate that like people know like there's that's you know the end of that's uh the avenger series and uh, yeah. It, it, Even it just, Josh Brolin, just... the
0: the guy who plays Thanos, he actually came out with the video and he was like, "Hey, this is people's childhoods. Don't be a fucking asshole." But I was like, "Good God, the fucking actors uh, are coming yeah. out and they're like, stop being a dick."
2: But I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm proud of the internet for being able I, to. I could to s- get behind that, but I think it's because so many people actually went out and watched it that they could just have that conversation. With their friends or co- close groups, and you know, it feel like that they they got that off their chest of talking about that certain scene in that movie or whatever, yeah, yeah. um, well, and not have to tell everybody on the internet.
0: Well, it's even weirder, fish, because I went to watch the new Spider Man trailer for Spider Man Far From Home, and it was like they give you the impression mm-hmm. at the beginning of that trailer that you shouldn't really watch it if you haven't seen endgame and i was like what the hell i can't even watch this trailer (laughs) it's like jesus
2: oh really huh yeah freaked Mm. me
0: out like and i don't even know how serious it was but i had to stop i was like well i don't care that much about endgame but i'm like you know uh, maybe i don't know you know i want to watch the right
2: weird
0: (laughs) like even trailers because they're so entangled in their own bullshit that they're like Seven layers deep that they're like, whoa, before you get to the eighth layer of this spin-off of Spider-Man that somehow takes place in the, you know, chronology of all these Avengers movies, make sure that you're caught up because you might see something that pisses you off. It's like, good God, that's where we're at with this Marvel shit. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Tra- trailers in general, though. I mean, I-, I try not to watch as many trailers as possible. Just because I, I I'm gonna see all these scenes and like my mind's gonna race and start thinking and 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 I like that but uh, there there's times where they come out with too many trailers for a movie to where like you almost have the whole all the action scenes or all the big so, moments so, in that hooray, movie. Hooray!
0: I heard both jokes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah,
0: and that was I didn't feel that way about Detective Pikachu, but I kind of wished I had seen less of the trailers when I saw Detective Pikachu, because there was three or four scenes that had a nice ring to them. They're like, Wow, well, I already saw that in a trailer ten times, mm. you know? That's always mm-hmm. that's always a weirdly hollow feeling when you've been hyped for a movie and you've watched the seven trailers and you realize that you've already spoiled 20 minutes of the movie for yourself. And, <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's just a so weird. It's like revealing like a little bit of the picture, and then when you see the whole picture, you're like, eh, I wonder if I would enjoy the whole picture more. But, um... Anyways, yeah, so, uh, some comments I'm going to throw in here as we further discuss this. Um, I got some, God, I might have totally fucked this up. Oh, here we go. So, I we got a lot of uh, likes today in our new post of Incest Pikachu, so I was worried that it got rid of all the comments from the people who, but I, I found it, I found a way to pull it up, so, whew, thank God I'm not completely incompetent. Alright, so, let's get, to, let's see if there's some you know anything interesting here comment wise on the whole spoiler thing um epidemic said not if it's been more than a year or two then it's up for grabs which i agree with but that's still kind of vague a year or two six months a year or three. Oh, oh you're just throwing yeah. numbers out there <laughs> yeah.
2: someone's been like one year and week yeah. yeah. <laughs> could be said about a week. this game i think
1: a week is good enough like
2: oh, they're pushing it
1: that's long enough for you to have gotten home and watched your dvr like everything is everything is streaming yeah. at this point. Like it's if if you don't intend to watch it immediately, you don't care that much about it. Well, n- not no, not that. It's just that oh. Oh. everything basically has a permanent shelf life at this point. So if you're not watching it immediately, the alternative is not oh I'll get to it soon. It could be literally any time between now and whenever Netflix, you know, ceases to function in you know year 2850
0: which will never happen because unless at some point you'll be having sex with your sex robot and its eyes will be projecting Netflix right into your eyes during the the climax. But I agree with you, Josh, the shelf life now with, with entertainment is forever. There's really, you know, but yeah, it's like, yeah.
1: yeah, So I feel like it's either that initial wave or nothing is kind of my thoughts there. Like, I'm not going to go out and yell spoilers at somebody who's just there, but I also feel like there's not a reason to avoid them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At that point,
0: yeah, because yeah. it's not like you're going to be, well, yeah. No, I agree, and a lot of people are throwing out all these strange, arbitrary. And I don't mean this as an insult to these listeners. I thank them for commenting. Like Tony F said, uh, older than six months. Curseville said after six months. There's a lot of people saying six months. I see that all over the place here, which is an interesting. But if you're if you're if you think about what Josh and me are saying, there that's really just an arbitrary number people are throwing out there. It doesn't really, the difference between four months and six months and 12 months is really made up. It's all fabricated in our Mm -hmm. minds. But I, I get what people are saying. Like, they'd like to think that there's some sort of like cutoff in their head. Um, but if you really think about it, which is why I think these conversations are fun, maybe it is just a week or two, you know? What's really the difference? You know, it's as long as you're not in dick, as long as you're not spewing your shit all over the place, like you said. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. I just thought it was funny that some people said six months. Uh, Spider's Corner said, in some cases, this is the first time people are able to play these games. Um, um, I thought maybe he had a second part of that comment because I feel like I'm missing half of it, but I guess not. But that's true, though. If it, But see, at the same time, even if it is the first time they're playing that game, you know. I don't
1: think there's anything you can really spoil, though. I mean, that's just the whole thing. It's just like... Yeah, like if, if you like going yeah. to watch, you know, any of Shakespeare's plays, like the ending is in the program, like that's that's not why they're good. Um,
0: no, you're right. You're right. People get you think as a, maybe there's something deeper there. people like, get too fixated. You, you
1: guys or... know that at the end of Mario, he actually does find the princess. It's finally the right castle. Like, okay,
0: yeah.
1: Like,
2: it, with games in particular. No. That's a tragic story if he <laughs> never found the right castle. <laughs> oh man.
0: Um uh, yeah, I think games in particular are unique because you know not everything is some weird cultural phenomenon like Endgame or Game of Thrones where there is some level of a of a spoiler or something happening that would affect someone really powerfully emotionally. Like a lot of video games are so oftentimes a self-contained experience and there are very few exceptions to that idea but like you said like i was going through this week and just doing research for Final fantasy 12 so someone had ruined well not ruined i don't know if i had forgotten or if i just didn't know that um Bosch was the brother of gabron who's the main judge in the game and you find that out about four hours into the game maybe five <laughs> yeah. and it didn't sp- like it, it was fine it actually made it more interesting for me in a weird way because like when i was watching all the early stuff i was like oh man. They're fucking with me right now. That's not Bosch. That's not Bosch. I actually liked it more in a weird way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, Daniel of DC said, "With proper forewarning, totally." Um, so that's what I was saying. Just be respectful about giving a little bit of a warning if you're going to start vomiting spoilers everywhere. Um, the, the following 1984 said, yes, it's your fault for not playing them That's right. You missed out, and now you're going <laughs> to fucking suffer. You're going to fucking suffer.
2: You didn't know... I'm pay for that, boy.
0: <laughs> you out there? You didn't know Gabronth and Boss were brothers? Now you know and you can't forget. Ugh. Smear it in your face. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I... I Unfortunately, googling that only led to a bunch of fan art of Bosch and Gabronth making out. So, huh. <laughs> that was that was uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah, has, sounds about right. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy has some of the most incredible fan art, porn yeah. shipping out there. It really no, was.
1: I like, yeah, the community around those games. They're special. Like I, <laughs> like I just they they have a place in my heart. That's just like yeah, yeah. they're just the most outgoing and kind perverts on, you know, on the internet. It's really, it's really something special. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude, I sent this picture to Fish this week of a certain Final Fantasy character engaged in a gangbang, and it was like, that that dude or lady must have spent so much time, I mean, so much time drawing this picture, the art, and this, the care, and this picture was vile. It was one of the <laughs> most vile things I've ever seen. <laughs> Like, unbelievably. <laughs> like,
2: there, 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 was places where penises <laughs> I didn't think could go huh. on a woman's body. It was just strange.
0: <laughs> it was like sex ed all over again. It was like, wow, that goes there. I mean, so maybe hair if I was turn wrapped it around this way. It. <laughs> I mean, so much detail. I'm like, somebody sat down and said, "I want to create this artistic piece of so and so getting gangbang." It's just like, what. It's fascinating, right? I mean, but that's how deep that fan base goes—no pun intended. Um, man, we're really, we're really knocking these gross metaphors out of the park. Um, Josh, <laughs> here's a, here's a setup for you, Josh. Okay, I'm gonna tee it up for you. Billy, uh-huh. Billy underscore Dotty said, "If it's a game like Final Fantasy VII, spoil the shit out of it."
1: Uh, I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at, though. Like, I feel like spoilers are tough in that game because. The story, so much of it happens at the beginning, and then there's an awful lot of nothing, an awful lot of nothing, and then you get to the end and everything kind of wraps up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so like my spoilers are all from the beginning of the game, for the most part. Other than, like, the big one that, you know, Aerith dies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. just waiting for the moment to drop it in there. Uh, Fish's mm-hmm. face was stoic the whole time. I didn't... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've heard that so many times, know, you know. I mean, yeah, it's like. The,
1: the, the big one, though, the one that I had here just to uh, to really mess with people is that Genova kills Aerith. It's not Sephiroth.
0: That's not true.
2: How dare you? How dare you spoil it? Are you that? making
0: fake spoilers? I was going to figure no, that not. out. It's Jenova, oh,
2: third place. Oh, Genova... You don't find
0: that out yeah. until the very,
1: very end that. What? Sephiroth has basically been in this crystal thing, channeling, trying to get the uh, meteor to fall the entire time. And you know how Jenova can kind of make all these abominations and stuff? Yeah. One of them has been the Sephiroth you have been following around the entire game.
0: Oh, that's kind of lame. That actually... It's
1: like a Sephiroth clone. <laughs>
0: that's dumb. That that's really dumb, Josh. Come on. Yeah, like
1: most of the game, Ugh. you're following around...
0: It's Do not you know even Sephiroth. It's a clone of Sephiroth. Looking
1: like Sephiroth. Yeah, you don't actually see Sephiroth except for like the flashbacks and then like the last boss fight in the game.
0: So this character that people are obsessed with since the dawn of time is just an abomination.
1: A clone. Not the whole time. Like it's yeah, but but a lot of the time you're actually interacting with Sephiroth in the game. It's it's not not the real Sephiroth.
0: Because he's in a glass jar somewhere. Yep. Yeah.
2: No. He said
0: crystal. That's, god. I really have forgotten a lot of that. And I don't like that I actually think that's lame. That's that doesn't sound it's, cool. It's it's
1: it's a, it's a really convoluted story. Like it's Ugh. it's good,
0: but no. it's 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 got some Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad, but It's got
1: mean, some some twists in there that
0: I mean, believe me, I Maybe
1: we're a step too far.
0: <laughs> I love Yeah, uh,
2: they they were a step too far to the point where like you just forget about it because you're just like
0: what really? You were and, sixteen. No. You were too busy like, shoving Cheetos in your mouth. You know what I mean, <laughs> right? Whoa! Doritos, yeah. oh, and yeah.
2: like, well, Avent Tri- ch children when that movie came out, like it had those three uh, Seth Roth kind of look alike uh-huh. dudes, mm-hmm. Um, and they they of course were calling for mother and everything, Jenova, essentially, and um. It made me get. It made me think. I was like, "Oh yeah, there there was clones back in when I was playing through FF Seven of Sethroth." And like, mm-hmm. it's it, it's just something that's kind of forgettable for me. And like, like telling that to somebody as far as like a spoiler, like it's more something that's just like it gets some thinking. Yeah. about the game, especially if they've played yeah. through it once I mean, and didn't necessarily pick up s- on all that the stuff. The yeah. narrative
1: c- it's one of those plot points that doesn't really make sense when you go back through. It's yeah. like, it's interesting to kind of recontextualize stuff, but it doesn't make sense why Genova would be making all these clones that look like Sephiroth. Yeah, why? why? Like,
0: yeah.
1: Like, because yeah, she had her cells injected into like tons of people for that whole super soldier program, but apparently she had took a liking to this one. So. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's to be fair, that's the thing about right. I, I've really enjoyed about Final Fantasy twelve this time around is that it's like the story <clears throat> I mean look, Final Fantasy eight is my favorite Final Fantasy, and there that story is also pretty convoluted. Like I'm pretty sure the big one yeah. of the big twists in that game, one of them, is that your entire party of friends was basically all kids in the same orphanage growing up. Yeah. Somehow brought together by the hands yep. of yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like they've all known each other their whole lives but have forgotten it.
2: Which because of the gfs yeah yeah
0: well that part makes sense but the whole like really they were all just happened to be i mean maybe if the, if, if the story is about fate you can look at that from an interesting perspective i guess yeah. but i'd have to go back and like play you know what when i go back and play ff8 again i'm gonna have to contextualize it from the point of like does it feel like i'm meeting random people or does it feel like we were all on this path to meet each other in an interesting preordained way mm-hmm. you know what i mean because that's what it yeah. hinges Well,
1: on. it was preordained, though, because basically all those connections were made by Headmaster Sid, who knew about it the whole time. Yeah, that's true. That, yeah that's true. Because he wasn't using that's true. So he was kind of yeah. orchestrating the whole thing. Okay. Uh, uh, that's a big plot point for the whole thing, that he was orchestrating the whole the whole deal to help you take down um, Edicia. So you can... Kinda he was.
0: He was. A, how do you remember all this shit so well? Good God! I don't...
1: Save his wife. Yeah, right? to save his wife from the, oh, the yeah. sorcer, sorceress from the future. Yeah. So, so he, his
0: wife, but his wife was a dia right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. She was like the. Uh, how how the did other, he pull? The other headmistress at the how orphanage. How did he pull
0: that off? I mean, wasn't he like some slumpy old fat guy? He, <laughs>
1: he, he looks like he looks nearly <laughs> identically like Robin Williams.
0: <laughs> he does. And Adia was, a, if I don't remember right, she was an attractive woman. So I don't, I don't know. You know, she, you know, look, she was, personality. Obviously, he was a brilliant man who orchestrated the entire plot of Final Fantasy VIII. I mean, mm-hmm. not put it past. Man, I, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of fun with that stuff going back now as an adult because I feel like as a kid it was just pretty cool things happening, cool cinematics. Me and Fish pretending the sword fight as Cifer and Squall mm-hmm. and. <laughs> I don't think I really retained or cared much about, because it just all seemed absurd. Beautifully absurd, but I don't think I retained it. I wasn't trying to comprehend an interesting story at the time. Like, Vagrant Story was the Mm -hmm. same way. I went back and played Vagrant Story as an adult. I'm like, this story is fucking amazing! But as a kid, it was just
1: like... As a kid, I didn't get a lot of it, because it was really dense. Like, that one has so Mm -hmm. much political Mm -hmm. intrigue with people that are mentioned just by name but you, like you don't see them for vast vast chunks of the game. So you just have to yeah. kind of be able to keep all these names in your head and be able to piece the story together. Yeah, that's 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 another one that's just yeah. I absolutely love the story with of that one, but I had to go back to kind of really get much yeah. of
0: any of it. It's true. It really hit me going back to it. So I really recommend that to anybody who um Maybe missed out on Vagrant Story. If there's elements of that gameplay that'll probably mm-hmm. be tough or hard to go back to all this time, especially how brown it is on the PS1. But the, yeah. sto- the story would hold me, I think, if yeah. I had time. Yeah, like, but you in the story
1: I... and the like the cutscenes? Like, there's an awful lot of brown, but they they are able to use the dark palette really well, and they had a whole comic book aesthetic going on with all the text bubbles and stuff. Like mm-hmm. they yeah. they. They really absolutely nailed a lot of the presentation of that game, like way ahead of everything else. And then just way because of ahead. the, you know, limited pixel count and stuff, it it is hard to see a lot of the stuff, like in the actual gameplay. So,
0: I, yeah, and that's the kind of stuff. The coolest thing I'd know, like, this is tangential, but playing Final Fantasy XII again, because it had such a good art style on the PS2, but at the time it was limited by blurry textures and low resolution and stuff. Um, it can really sing now. It's like it's it's just gorgeous. But a lot of those PlayStation One games, I mean, you can upres them all you want, and it's not gonna, it's only gonna help so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's a bummer. I Vagrant Story is the one I would love to see remade. But hell, if if they made it portable, like it will never happen. But if it ever like released Vagrant Story on like the Switch, that would be, oh yeah, a- amazing. To go back to it. Mm-hmm. Um. um but so the state of play thing dropped on that on the Final Fantasy note there, and they had that new Final Fantasy trailer, which I thought looked pretty fucking awesome. But I asked our audience how they felt about it being episodic, because SquareSoft is du- or Square, sorry, Square Enix. I keep saying SquareSoft. That's the good old days. Um, better times. Square Enix is basically doubling down on making it uh, episodic. And the question was, waiting for all these years just to get episodic Final Fantasy VII is gross? Do they agree or or, it's fine? And about 60% of our audience said they agreed that it seems a little gross.
2: Mm. Um, I think you can fix the
1: pacing issues. Because like I was mentioning before, everything until you get out of Midgar is absolutely amazing. It is perfectly paced. Like, new story Mm -hmm. beats all the time, new areas and stuff. And then you get to the world map, and you just fuck around for 40 hours until you get to the end. Um, Like, there are little story beats here and there, but there's an awful lot of nothing going on.
0: Yeah,
1: An awful lot of nothing. So, Disc Um, 1, you're saying? Yeah, Disc 1 is, like, basically... Like, it's paced better than basically any other Final Fantasy.
0: Wait, Um, wait, wait, you said that about Final Fantasy VIII. Disc 1, too.
1: Yeah, like they 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 get that. Like they get how to start a story really well. They were doing that well with five and six too, four yeah. to a lesser extent. But like this, they know how to start a story. They know how to get you invested, uh, really well. And they had taken that to yeah, like just yeah, just I absolutely I the I height of it in seven and eight. Um, and then it just kind of. Well- Opens up to the old-style games, and an awful lot of nothing happens for a long time. So I think making it episodic could kind of help alleviate a lot of those problems that they ran into later on with how to actually hand out story as you go through this huge game. Uh, Well,
0: that's that's a good point, but I mean, in theory, that's just... What, because they're stopping and then they start making something again? I I guess I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, what is it about making it episodic that allows them to do that? Because isn't that just the same story? They're just chopping up how they're releasing it? Well, if it? it's
1: episodic, you don't really have to worry about it being open world at all, because you're never going to be at the real game. Like, in Final Fantasy VII, oh, you're out of Midgar, I'm finally at the real game. I've got the whole world map, I can go do all this other stuff that I want. You're never going to get to a point like that in an episodic game, because it's kind of assumed that each part is going to tell
0: a chunk of the story. Um, Do you think it'll be linear? Do you think they'll kind of get rid of the world map kind of a thing?
1: Yeah, I, I think they could probably get rid of the world map without an awful lot of fuss. Either that or... Chop it up into sections because the whole continent was kind of split into four ish chunks, yeah, the way the game was already. So they could have each section be open world, but then have you know story elements throughout, um, and just kind of pace it that way a little better. Yeah, if they wanted agreed. to do something like that, if yeah, they still wanted that's... to do
0: some sort of an open world, I—that's I, I,
2: hmm.
0: a good point, Josh. I hadn't thought about that. I'll give you that. I just feel like that product they're making, they should be able to make the same product whether it's episodic or not. If epis— if making it episodic helps them, I guess that's fine. But don't you feel? Doesn't seem like it might be a little strange, like investing in it for like twenty hours and then waiting three months to get the second chunk. Like, do you think that doesn't that usually like kind of? It usually helps there.
1: a game. Um, it usually helps a game if there's like a mystery yeah. or something, and there's not going to be because it's an old game. Everyone should know where yeah. it's going uh, mm-hmm. unless it's their first time through it, in which case, yeah, trying to figure out where this crazy story is going would be a draw for anybody who is, you know, it's their first time through it. Um, yeah, it's true, I guess. It's interesting. But, yeah, I've really enjoyed some of the episodic gaming that I've done. Um, like when I've been keeping up with it as it comes out, stuff like uh, The Wolf Among Us, which was a mystery game, which suits that whole release schedule extremely well. Um, Life is Strange did the exact same thing, and it worked wonderfully, because that one was also kind of this, you know, mystery story. Um,
0: I I think your point is well taken. I think maybe I would be more susceptible to it if they hadn't made us wait 10,000 years for what will be part one. You know, I feel like...
1: Yeah, it's been hinted for forever, like, since the PS3. So it's kind of strange finally getting it now, and that's... I don't know. All you have, part one, after 17 years? Yeah. (laughs) Well, once they have any part of it, it should basically be, you know everything there to make the rest of the game at that point so
0: yeah it makes you wonder because in theory you either have the whole thing almost made and you're just splitting it up a little bit or you only have the first chunk made so then to make the second chunk of any value could be a year apart so i'm curious what the well once you've got
1: the tools to make it basically feel the same the whole way like you've got the engine done you've got you know the yeah, whole but, story written at that point all you're going to do is like make the new art assets and
0: stuff but here's the risk they run they drop episode one let's say half the fan base shits all over it right they hate the combat the new direction you know final fantasy 7 fans are unbelievably mm. picky then yeah. you gotta work mm-hmm. on part two and three and four while everyone's shitting on part one you just stuck your foot in yeah. a big pile of shit
1: well you already made all your money so uh, well who cares if it comes to that, so.
0: I assume if it's episodic, that would be cheaper. Probably 20 bucks?
1: No. No, they're usually. I mean, it depends on the game, but still probably 40 at the least.
0: Wait, so if it's four parts and it's $40, I gotta pay $160? No, you pay for
1: the game, is how it's to Oh, they release it. Work. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I don't know why yeah, yeah. I
0: thought you had. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you uh,
1: generally pay one admission price for the entire yeah, story yeah, yeah. arc.
0: That's Just, a good point. I wasn't thinking about that. No, you're right. If they pay everything up front, it doesn't matter if they fucking hate their stuff.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see how it goes from there, which I think is a good thing because it allows them a chance to redeem themselves. Oh, this first part wasn't great, but it it you know, like they work on a bunch of stuff, these story arcs kinda come together and whatnot. Um
0: see what people like and don't like and kinda
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there are going to be highs and lows, basically, yeah. no does... matter how it ends up turning
2: out, so. Tiffa's boobs aren't big enough. <laughs> <laughs> they fix it in the next, you know, yeah. episode. I still think it's hilarious it's that everyone's hung up on it's that. Like, they,
1: they fixed it in Advent Children. Like, there was, like, yeah. and that came out not long after the original. Like, that was, what, early mm-hmm. 2000s, and she already yeah. had a normal-sized rack, because obviously, like, that... The original pixel art, or not pixel art, but the original, you know, three polygons that they gave her. Like, there was no way to signify boobs without them being larger than her head. So,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Let's just reverse it. Tiny boobs, big ass. Let's just get funky with it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm. Tifa. Um You know what? I've never. They, they show uh, Jesse. In this and in like all this, like, nice, and you really don't actually see her other than that 3D po- polygonal, you know, um, graphics that they have for her. And I don't think there was necessarily any like concept art of her, or at least I didn't see any. And like seeing her like in this uh uh-huh. high resolution uh-huh. thing, like, got me thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, there was a thing between Jesse and cloud at the beginning of that game oh yeah and she like, looks fucking smoking, damn mm. yeah she has like that well yeah she it it there's the sh- rendering like that silver like breastplate that she's wearing and that weird little headband thingy um so yeah i'm, I'm very it's just a headband it. um, it's
0: not a weird headband it's just a headband
2: oh is it okay or is it like okay, i was just yeah. giving you shit because you hey, said probably.
0: weird
1: headband
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of weird all, doesn't it all like, headbands are weird yeah. Yeah. Who wears headbands? Yeah, other than yeah, I saw raves some guy wearing that.
1: like a Batman headband the other day, and oh, I considered that guy leaving cool. just because there was, <laughs> you know, he was what? in the same location.
2: So <laughs> just... You just looked at him. Yeah, and I'm like, no, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't yes. be here.
0: Uh, that's gonna be one of the most. <laughs> that's gonna be one of the most fascinating uh, games to talk about when it when it finally drops, that's for sure. Um, Well,
2: yeah. Episode sounds good, actually. I'm kind of coming around with it, because it's gonna give it, kind of like, a long, yeah, tale to that game, and people are gonna talk about it, as each episode comes out, and, I wasn't, instead of just playing through, one big game, you know.
1: Yeah, I wasn't as on board, when we, learned about episodes, ten years ago, like on the PS3, but, uh, after mm-hmm. having played some actual good episodic games and seeing how it can be used, I'm I I, I can see how
0: it would work well. But yeah, well, you guys are more optimistic than I am. But uh, it's gonna be fun to see. Um, I wanted to tell people mm-hmm. that if if they're in no- what we do and you want to support us, like when you're done listening to this podcast or how right now you're digging it. Um, one thing I want to take a little more time to promote the normal because they normally just drop it quickly is our Patreon page. Um, we have a really incredible patreon community uh patreon.com slash sword try to promote it as much as i can um not only do you get this fund us and kind of help us inspire us and in all that we do but you get access if you do five dollars to our vip tier which is a private instagram page and if you don't follow instagram it's worth just creating an account just so you can follow us how about that uh <laughs> just just to be in the it's like a fun little community of people that support us, but it's like a little, it's like a little family, and I release stuff on our our private page that just complements the show. Like, for example, this week, I got some clips up from Shay uh, going to some Japanese gaming bars, um, some really epic matches that me and Fish had in Pokken tournament, um, some side B content from the cyberpunk videos I was making uh, for the Instagram page, um, there's rare photos behind this, it's just, it, it's like the hardcore behind the scenes stuff, that um makes the show, I think, and following us a lot more fun and you support us. So go to patreon.com slash swordchomp and uh throw us a couple dollars. Even one dollar. Anything at all. We'll be happy. Five dollars mm-hmm. gets you in that special tier. Um so I want to talk to you guys, I want to build up the rage too a little bit. I know people are excited about that. I'm gonna talk to you guys a little bit about Final Fantasy Twelve, okay? Have you guys heard of it? I don't know if you're familiar with Final Fantasy Twelve or not. <laughs> Final Fantasy Twelve. <XII? laughs>
2: That's a name I
0: haven't heard in ages. (laughs) You never know when fish is going to drop the old man. The wise old fish. (laughs) That's going to be fish in like 30 years of podcasting. Oh, Godranth, you don't say. He's just like wiping off an old judge's helmet from his attic, blowing the dust off. (sighs) Starts
2: polishing it up real slow. As I tell the tale of Final Fantasy XII.
0: I like, I like that image. Pull up a hover chair, <laughs> children. <laughs> I'll tell you a
1: tale of winning. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: So, one of the questions I did for fun was I said, Final Fantasy XII, by the way, every Monday night, I'm running Instagram polls into Tuesday on the at Chomp Instagram page. If you vote, we talk about them. I said, Final Fantasy XII might have the coolest looking villain in a Final Fantasy game. Although villain is relative, I think, to the term in this game. Um, 60% of the audience said, yeah, because I tricked them by putting this cool picture up of Gabron and they said, yeah. Now I said, coolest looking. Okay. So that's the important distinction. So real quickly, before I talk about this, I want to ask you right off the top of your head, Josh, who is the coolest looking villain in final fantasy in your eyes or antagonist? Mm. I'm all in with Gabron. I'm throwing all the cards in my judges.
1: I don't know. I wow. still really like Idea.
0: Okay, okay, Idea.
1: For like coolest looking, if we're just going for looks. The crazy
0: like back dress thing with the giants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with all that.
1: So, yeah. I okay,
0: see Yeah. Idea did look really badass. Yeah. yeah. And a strong female villain. You don't get a lot of that in Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I think
1: it's, if we're just going off of looks, I think her whole vibe is just. Yeah. Like that whole aesthetic is really cool.
0: What about you, Fish?
2: Mm. it's tough. You know, whenever I was playing through Final Fantasy Nine, like, Nine is, like, the game that I least remember, but I do remember they did a pretty good job with Cujo, as far as, like, Cujo? making him seem like a really... I
0: didn't know Stephen King's yes. Cujo was in there? Holy shit! <laughs> Wait.
2: <laughs> no, I'm pretty... That's his name, right? Yeah, it's Cujo. Okay. Uh... <laughs> It's is it Kuja? I don't. Kuja. It's Kuja. It's Kuja. It oh yeah. okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> wow, you both got that. God damn, I got both of you on that. Yeah. Although Kujo in Final Fantasy IX, that would have been some.
1: Back in the old day, like, there's no way you could tell that with the three pixels they gave you to, to read the that text way <laughs> back when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I didn't realize A-O. it was Kuja until I I got the uh, the remaster here a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh.
0: Oh, yeah, that's that—that's an A. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, fish. <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna feel this way when I actually. Well, I don't know. That's that's Kuja.
2: Mhm.
0: He's like a he's like a beautiful yeah. f- purple flower.
2: Spindling in the. Mhm. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like yeah, I just remember just they like did Fleet. a pretty good job of like villainizing him. Yeah. Well, um, his
0: evil form, especially when he goes into like. The evil variations of his, uh, like, when he turns all red and shit, he does look really cool. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. He or she. it, Akuja, I assume, is a he, right? Ugh, I don't want to misspeak there. Not to get in any sure, sort of yeah. gender thing, I just don't remember. And, you know, some of these Final Fantasy characters can lack discernible features. It's weird, they're either, you can barely tell if they're discerning, but man or woman, not that it matters, but I'm just saying for the sake of aesthetics, or they have giant breasts. So you know, it's one or the other with Final Fantasy mm-hmm. character artists, right? But yeah, Kujo was cool. Kujo was cool. You didn't go with the generic Sephiroth comment. I'm proud of you.
2: If oh. <laughs> you wanted to, yeah, yeah, I was avo- I was avoiding that. Uh, I, well, a close second would probably be Cipher. Oh yeah, I'm um, from FF8. Um, and just to add on to this, uh, as far as like the spoilers, spoilers go, um. I remember back in the day, Morgan, when you first were trying to get me into FFA, you you were telling me about how he ends up, like, killing a yeah. GF, and I was just like, well, that sounds fucking badass, and, like, <laughs> eventually, like, I got to that part, and it just kind of enhanced that moment for me, Um, and I don't know if, whether or not, if that was spoiled for me or not, whether my excitement for it would have been I, higher or I whatever, think it would have been but... lower,
1: because I don't even really remember that part. I think it was because it got hyped yeah. up by Morgan. So it's, well, it's, it, I think it's one of those situations where the despite- spoiler. Well, you can also miss it though.
0: Build hype. Yeah. Well, I yeah, yeah, I just I think maybe I remembered that part because it was just so weird. Because if, for people that don't know, the cool thing about Final Fantasy 8 is that you collect a lot of GFs, but you do that in a lot of Final Fantasy games. You collect summons, but there was one that you had to go out of your way to collect Odin, and the way he worked was it was all based off luck. If your luck stat, he would randomly show up at the beginning yeah. of a battle. And when he did, it was yeah. instant death, including, I think, some bosses he could show up on. But uh, don't quote me on that. But mm-hmm. you, you get yeah. into a fight with Cypher, or Seifer, however you want to say it. I don't want to get into that fight again. Um, your antagonist, one of them. And all of a sudden, Odin shows up at the beginning of the fight, and you're like, What's going on? What? He's going to kill yeah, my rival. Like, yes. What's happening? It's a one-hit kill. Santa <laughs> right. Zoukian, the legendary Odin summon. <laughs> Coming out of the sky, and then Seifer cuts him in half. He's just like, Whoing! and you're like, what the?
2: F-? <laughs> right. And then his, and then Odin's sword goes flying through the air, and like you see an arm catch it. You're just like, what? What's going on there? And that's how you get, you know, that next I GF. Wonder,
0: like if there was a legit reason explained why Se- Seifer had the ability to kill summon. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a badass, I guess. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: Trenchcoat <laughs> tower. Yeah.
2: There's just something it really was. cool.
0: Yeah, like that kind of weird stuff. Like, you build lore by those actions. You know what I mean? Um, you don't have yeah. to do it. Like, they built it. And plus, you could totally miss that, I guess, if you had never gotten Odin, right? That would never happen.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure he's optional.
2: He is. Yeah. You yeah. have to, like, go up this weird Tonberry tower and yep. get all yep. the way to the top. And Yeah.
0: Man, that was cool. I totally forgot about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was a spoil that I actually did. It didn't spoil the game for me back in the day. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like like Josh said, like some spoils, like depending on the person, like they they can actually enhance the game and give you more hype for those moments when they actually do come because you kind of have a grasp of what's going on and you may miss it mm-hmm. if you don't have that information. I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things. I have to go hunt down some fan theories on that because I'm curious now. Um, he's just a badass, <laughs> all right. Um, just has. It's because yeah, he has good a gun blade. A badass. That's true. Already voted on that. Um. Anyways, so I, it's cool. I'm gonna kind of go around Robin there, but I'm I have been blown. I'm not even kidding. This is probably the most excited I've been to even play or talk about a game because I have been playing Final Fantasy 12 so much lately. And I kind of got lucky slash unlucky because my wife is out of town for uh, grandpa's funeral, which is obviously very sad. And it's been hell because I've been with just the kids all the time. So it's it's fantastic to be with the kids all the time. And it's also hell because I don't have any help. And um, so, but, I, but I've been able to play a lot more of my Switch because I don't have to worry about getting yelled at. Um, I can pretty much, <laughs> I can play my Switch whenever I want as long as I'm keeping those kids happy. <laughs> Oh. It's like
2: a kid with their parents leaving for the weekend or something.
0: Woo! <laughs> Don't have any party. I want mom. And then I pull out the switch. Party time. God, that's so sad. Um, that's my party. <laughs> that's my Do party. We
2: see on the lotion there, Morgan.
0: <laughs> well, I'm watching my niece, too, for my sister. It's like my day job. Um, like doing daddy daycare stuff. So, like, if she takes a nap, I can... Throwing an hour or two in there, or whatever. But anyways, the things they did, I was on the fence. The reason I was really curious about this game is because I remember before I ever tried Final Fantasy XII, I played the demo that came with Dragon Quest VIII. Uh, me and Fish remember those memories fondly because we talked each other into getting the Dragon Quest Eight game to play the Final Fantasy XII demo. And we hated <laughs> Dragon Quest Eight. We hated it. <laughs>
2: I got far in that game for a game that I did not enjoy as much as I thought I would.
0: Me too. We were like sixty hours in or something! It was just like <laughs> I feel like I have to play this because everyone says it's great. Uh, <laughs> yep. No, to be honest with you, Dragon Quest Eight. There, it's a fine game. I just that series has never done anything for me. But that's not what this is about. I don't. I don't. The time. to Talk about Dragon no. Quest now. But if you like it, this is not an insult. It seems like a. a it seems like a fantastic game. I just i can tell you why i don't like dragon quest another time but the demo was about half an hour long or whatever and i remember being so obsessed with that demo i played it like five times six times seven times i don't even remember it was tons and i was enthralled by it but when Final fantasy 12 dropped we were at kind of a weird point in our life me and fish here we had an apartment and we were a lot of distractions as well and when Final fantasy 12 first came out you know visually even though the art direction was great because it was a late generation ps2 game we were already playing our xbox at the time our xbox 360 that was like our our mm-hmm. party console and it looked good it was kind of like shocking to go back and play a ps2 game you know what i mean
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and it was really grindy at the time it wasn't as balanced there's a lot of things that when they remade this game they wanted to bring it to a bigger audience that really the first time i read an article about what they were changing I remember sending a link to you guys because I was like, holy shit, This everything they're changing about this game was every complaint, despite enjoying Final Fantasy 12 at the time and then just kind of getting distracted about 15 hours in. And that was mm-hmm. the balancing, the pacing, the license board, the visuals, like y- y- you name it, all those small things, right? But they add up. And I can tell you guys that after playing the Zodiac Age, which is this remake on the Switch, it's really fantastic. Like the resolution allows the art direction to just sing so beautifully. Like, it looks great. Like, I never realized how great this game looks, and I go back and watch PS2 video, and I'm like, man, that PS2 was not ready to handle that game. Like, they did some great Mm -hmm. art in the game that you just, it looked like shit, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, they have a hard time with those late-gen ones. They did the same thing with Final Fantasy IX. They're like, we don't know what this is going to come out on, and so it ended up on the PS1, and the art that they created for that game they just they literally could not put it on the ps1 yeah so they ended up with like a bunch of down res stuff and yeah
0: you just really weren't getting the the entire picture and it's partly the developer's fault too not to because if that had been released two two years earlier like it was supposed to be it was about two years after reading some of the i've been reading a lot of the developmental stuff jeremy parish has a great article up on polygon about the development of that game. It released two years later than they wanted it to. So, I think if it had been released two years earlier, it probably would have had a much larger impact on me. Um, just from where I was at, at the time of my life to where consoles were at the time. Nobody was really playing an Xbox 360 two years before that, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think it would have given the game a better shot, but they had a lot of developmental issues. And the whole thing with um, the, the creator leaving, I think his name is Masuno, I don't want to mess it up, but I believe that's what it is. He made Vagrant Story and he was Creative director of Tactics Ogre and stuff like that. He nobody knows really why he left, and he's had a pretty good relationship with Square since then, so it's not like some really bitter thing. He's come back to work with him on other projects. Um, there's the, the two theories are that he either had health reasons that were unrelated or related to the stress of creating a Final Fantasy game, or just something unknown like cre- mm-hmm. issues with the team. But it's possible that because he was used to making like more weird or obscure things, that the pressure of making a Final Fantasy game was just not for him. You know, he was used to making just weirder stuff. You know, Vagrant Story is a great game, also a weird game that not a lot of people play. You yeah. know what
1: I mean? Yeah, there's not really anything else like it on the whole console. Exactly. So,
0: so I found the story of that just fascinating, but um, the big thing, like the job system, like the way they've they've changed it now, you can pick your job right from the beginning and then about, 10 to 15 hours in, you can switch to a secondary job. So, like, I was playing Balathir as a Machinist, which I thought I should do, because it was a, it's a gun class, right? And is always walking around with his gun. Well, I hated everything on that license board, upgrading it. Um, So, I've now transferred him over to a knight. And the cool thing is, when you get to the second board, I don't remember if it was like this before, how much they've actually... It's been a long time. But, everything that you've already unlocked on the first board, stays unlocked on the second board? So... You can just jump around and just start unlocking cool pockets of abilities and upgrades and stuff. And you have, whenever, they said that when they originally designed the game around the job system, they brought in the original creator of the job system from Final Fantasy. But with the Zodiac Age, they really wanted to add that flexibility. There's new jobs in there. Like, I don't, I don't know if you remember all the, the, do you remember all the jobs from the original FF12, Josh? There were none. There were none? Okay, so you just, just like had they had the board. assigned... You, uh, okay, okay. You customized Wow! It from, okay, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. It, it, there were none strict like that. Like, you could kind of pick and choose, but <laughs> the best way to do it at the time was to make everybody a green mage. You, you have everybody able to cast, you know, buffs. You keep buffs up all the time, and your whole party is just, like, way, way stronger constantly. And you just kind of good buff. Yep, yep. It's like yeah. haste on everybody, mana regen, or I, I I can't remember all the buffs, but it was like it was like three buffs that you had to constantly keep rolling on everybody, and it just made like it was it was such a ridiculous stat increase compared to everything else that it was like like that was kind of the strategy. To just make sure that you you know keep, and that that doesn't really happen on any other Final Fantasy game, but on that one it was just keep your buffs rolling. That's kind of
0: how everything works. Um. Well, that's that explains a lot then, because I couldn't figure out why I was enjoying the nature of this job system so much, but I guess they they now, your first job, even the very first one you pick, like like when you start uh, Fran or Balthier or whoever, Vaughn, like right from the beginning, um, I thought it'd be fun to just try and be weird with Vaughn because everyone makes fun of him being kind of a wimpy character. Like, the very first license I gave him was a job board for something called Foebreaker, which is just a new thing they made up, which is, like, literally, it's stronger than a knight. It's, like, a brute clash. He's, like, axes and hammers and shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, my Vaughn is this skinny little guy running around just beating the shit out of everything with his fucking hammers, and he's far and away stronger than anybody in my party. Yeah. And uh, and it's great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's super fun to do that kind of weird shit, you know, like... I made Ash, uh, Ash a Time Battle Mage, which is basically she uses crossbows and like time stuff, like haste and slow and weird stuff. Like, yeah. there's so many fun. Like, my understanding is that they brought a job system into the European version that they released, like I think a year or two later overseas and never made it. Yeah, in, uh, in America, but man, it's so fun because. The thing is, that game was always a grind, so if you can engage in the combat in a way that makes it fun, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a grind, right? And, like, going through the new license boards and all the job systems and being able to take a character and do whatever you... Like, I, I thought it'd be cool if uh, Fran, you know, the hot bunny lady, bunny lady with a nice butt, I thought it'd be funny if she fucking um used a katana. So, like, I just started using katanas with her. And it's just, it's cool, you know what I mean? Like, there's... Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. it's...
1: Yeah, like, the original one was closer to the sphere grid than anything. Um, Where, like, everyone's technically on the same board, but they all start in a different place. Yes, that's it, a good it, way of putting it's, it. Yeah, it's closer yeah. to that than a job system, but it was. It was. And
2: they started on the board. It was basically like board a chessboard, on...
1: is kind of what it looked like. Like, everything yes. was so close to its, to each other that you. it starting in a different spot was not as big of a deal as it was in Final Fantasy 10 where you'd be like way way on the far way. side of the sphere grid and you couldn't really make somebody you know have the exact same build as anybody else like you could you could start working them in the same direction but you you'd never really you know accomplish mm-hmm. well, exactly no, the same thing so they
2: they actually introduce like a item or some sort of sphere grid uh, thing that allows you to like teleport your characters to a certain spot on the sphere grid, um. But yeah. that, I think that's later on into the game where it just like, yeah. You, it, well, you've already spent after, a bunch
1: of points, so yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. Pretty much like you've like if you're going down Kamari's um uh, uh, path on the sphere grid, like you would have essentially everything that's tied to his job already done, and then they yeah. allowed you to teleport them across the sphere grid. Yeah.
0: It's it's almost perfect. The only small hindrance I have is that you can only see shields and weapons um visually on the characters, and I just think it'd be so much more interesting if, like, they went all the way with it and the all the armor was cosmetic. You know, like if my my Vaughn mm-hmm. actually looked like he was wearing battle armor, but instead he I just if they dealt... had a
1: different model for each of the jobs.
0: Well, well, that's a good idea, but just well, like maybe no, no, some
1: yeah, like different
0: armor, well, sort of yeah, because they designed like all the weapons every time you change a weapon you see that a visual representation of the yeah. weapon
1: well it's cuz the jobs are new like the weapons were always yes. in there so when yeah. you switched weapons they had all the different models but mm-hmm. since the jobs were added later on i don't think they did new art for for all the new jobs which would have been you know essentially a new
0: model per character per job which would have been pretty big so yeah so so what you get now basically in summation in summation is a mixture of the addiction of, like, the sphere grid where you pop around and, like, upgrade your character mm-hmm. and, but being able to size your character however you want and that that added with the balancing of the world um, like, because they had some new designers come in and balance it out towards not as much of a grind like, just playing the game feels incredible, and um, I'm really just investing in actually, like, the combat and the character, like, this is the nicest thing I'll say about it I can't decide which character I want to use, because they're all fucking mm-hmm. great right now, like i've jack I've jacked them all up like with the perfect stuff and like when I went through um there's this weird class called a yulon which is like a person that uses a pole and then their ability is like they can sacrifice their HP to heal people and stuff like that um and I use that on panello and she's really strong but there's a lot of HP she got now when I went through ashes to make her a battle maid she got really strong but there wasn't a lot of HP options so I said okay for my next board I'm gonna jump her over into the the Yulon thing, so now mm-hmm. I'm like, upgrading her HP, and she's just like, really, so like, there's, the creativity there is a lot of fun. Anyways, I've rambled on about the that part of it enough, I just can't it, uh, emphasize it enough, because it's changed, like, the entire feel of the game. Uh, in a way that feels both like a modern evolution of Final Fantasy, like they wanted, but also... You know, you'll still go to a shop and spend five minutes in a menu just selling your items and be like, can I afford this 4,000-gill sword and this 1,000-gill, mm-hmm. you know, just like the old Final Fantasy games where you'd go to a shop yeah. and you'd be like, I, I got 10,000-gill, how can I best upgrade my entire party before I leave this fucking shop, you know? Yep. I still keep all that stuff. And it just looks so good. And the, the re reor- oh my god, the soundtrack, I don't think I ever appreciated how fucking great it is. And like they reorchestrated it and you got three versions you can choose. Like I told you guys, OST, reorchestrated, and the original. And it's just it sounds incredible. So it's just like I, I've been so happy with this game. I've been I am so addicted right now, it's like all I can think about. When I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it all the time. Um and the 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 really a lot of people are saying that they were hoping to play it again because they didn't even remember what happened in the story the first time because it's pretty convoluted and that's true like I am really focused on this mature political story and all, all the character beats and like trying to make sure I know what's happening before I move on and I'm just barely hanging by a thread of understanding <laughs> it's it's not the most complicated thing in the world but there's enough of it and enough names and countries and people yeah. that you really have to follow it but it's good it's it's really really adult and like the way they speak like the language and everything it feels it doesn't feel like melodramatic and teenagery it feels and even even little characters like vaughn that that i always people heard people make fun of like pl- starting with him even though they kind of had to build him into the game in a yeah. way and and reading about the making of the game they weren't super mad about it it wasn't their original plan but they found a way to build him into the story in an interesting way. Like there's weird things I'm learning about him in the story that he like, for example, he's seeing her, him and ash are seeing ghosts of characters that are dead. And I don't know why yet. And Mm -hmm. like little thing and he, and like his voice tone and like, he's trying to like, I just got to a point in the story. He's been trying to find himself. Like when he was younger, he was like, I just kept focusing on wanting to be a sky pirate, like a dumb little kid, because that's all I ever knew to kind of distract myself from like war and all these horrible things. And then, He's finding his purpose. Like there's this one part where Balthier looks at him he's like, you know, everybody's looking for something. You know, what what do you want? What are you looking for? And he's just like, I don't I don't know. You know, he's like, I
2: uh-huh.
0: What the fuck am I looking for? And there's all these like little cool character moments that are mixed in there too. That's it's getting me, man. It's fucking getting me yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is I enjoyed it at the time because whenever I first played through it, I was in uh in Spain and I had tons and tons of free time to myself cause I was working, you know, working, like, going to college, you know, like remote stuff. But other than that, like I, I was just kind of there by myself in a foreign country. So I ended up playing a ton, ton of final fantasy 12. And so the grind was not as big of a deal at the time, but it's one, it's, I've gone back through a lot of the other Final Fantasy games in twelve, I just I've it's never I've never felt like I've had the time to go back through it and so it's it's nice that they're finally giving it this, you know treatment to make it not not as hard of an investment to make.
0: Exactly. Exactly, and that's the biggest thing why I never wanted to go back and play the PS two version again. It just I knew that the visuals and stuff would just bother me and the grunt, like, they found a way to just fix every problem I had, and I I, I don't say that a lot, and, like, and that's what's been crazy about this year, like, I'm not even kidding you like, the three, my three favorite game experiences this year have been remakes of older games Spyro, Final Fantasy 12, and Resident Evil 2 like, they're finding ways to bring these classic games back that's just blowing my mind, like, I because mm. I, 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 I usually, if I go back and play a Final Fantasy game it's like, two or three hours of fun nostalgia and then I never touch it again you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's I can't recommend it enough to people. And the portability is the cherry on the top. I can play this game in bed, on the pooper, wherever I want to. Um, watching my kids. If you're interested but don't want to drop forty to fifty dollars on the Switch, which I, I think it's worth it. I take back what I said. Um, it's like only twenty bucks on the PS4 now because it's older, and it's even on the Xbox One too. But I bet that one's a lot more money but uh, physical copies of the PS4 version are dropping for like 20 bucks now, so mm. for anybody out there who's interested, like, I mean, come on, that's insane, like, it's 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 really special, especially if maybe it didn't connect with you um, when you were younger as much as you'd hoped it would, so, man. I gotta get that off my chest, because I don't really want to talk about it that much in the future, <laughs> but I cannot stop thinking about that game all the time, and people don't, I don't think people appreciate, like, the art direction of the game, like, no, she, um, what's his name, uh, fuck, hold on, I just had it pulled up so I wouldn't sound like an idiot, and then I started Googling why did c for kill Odin and... <laughs> 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 and, and then Jesse know. and all uh, you know, this stuff. They were talking about Jesse, so I had to Google her to see what he was getting his nut off to. Let me see. Uh, it was sorry.
1: just the red hair, wasn't it? Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Akihiko Yoshida. He did the art for... Tactics Ogre, Vagrant Story, Final Fantasy 12, and I think Final Fantasy Tactics. Yes, he did. Like, that, his art is some of my favorite art in the history of anyone that has art. That's a that's a joke from The Office. And we've seen The Office. <laughs> Your art was the very best art of all. And he did the fucking art on the cover of Nier Automata. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that is, oh my God, his fucking art is so goddamn good. And I don't think people realize how special that is because the entire game, the the creatures, the world, the characters, the weapons, it's all built around yeah that person's incredible art. So and it looks totally different than like 90% of Final Fantasy games. So it's not something
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the like the the creatures, the Banga, like that's not featured in any other Final Fantasy game other than it, in the games that he's been a part of, which is uh unique, I guess. The, yeah, like the um, tactics
0: games and stuff, yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah. Was it? Was he doing also the uh, art direction as far as or or helped uh, collaborate on like the Game Boy Advance uh tactic games, uh the Final Fantasy ones. Uh, he also did the
0: main characters for Bravely Default. Sorry, Fish, I didn't mean to interrupt
2: you. Oh, okay. Hmm.
0: That's a game Josh liked. Okay, so mm-hmm. what, what were you asking? Did he do the characters for what? Uh,
2: uh Tactics Advance. Yeah, Tactics Advance. There was uh, uh I think yeah, was and its and
1: sequels. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh it looks like yeah, Final Fantasy no 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 Yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. he was the artistic supervisor yep. and additional mm-hmm. illustrations. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's very unique style. Like and it's a big chunk of the Final Fantasy franchises too. Um and that he's been a part of. Like it, it, and a, lot of, a lot of lot of them are beloved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if I missed up on your toes. Yeah, it's it's more of a throwback to the early games in theory, but evolving it there's something about when he works in particular with the Vagrant story the uh, creator um i always want i just want to call him Matsuno cuz i'm pretty sure that's his name i'm going to pull it up right now um but like if you look at Vagrant story, like that art style it just it's like a darker like and i've and deeply fascinating when i my biggest takeaway when i play this game is like thinking about the mind of Matsuno when he was creating a lot of these weird games and then they gave him the reins to fucking final fantasy mm. um which is what i'm hoping if they give the near guy i hope they give him uh the the I see is that like you spend all this time in these really dismal places like fucking creepy mines with like dinosaurs and demons and like like every place you go to is like unless you're outside is like somewhat creepy and dingy um but there's these moments where you're on like an epic's like a uh, spaceship you know or you know exploring the world or a beach or something it has tons of those moments but this guy seems really fascinated with just spending like hours killing creepy monsters and dark brown areas i don't i don't know why it's just part of his personality i guess you know what i mean like it's just yeah it's just weird but i again i think the art style makes the the brown as josh said it's the brownest game ever i think that the art style helps that like when i get into an area i can see the beautiful detail of the brown now instead of just the muddy brown so mm-hmm oh, it's it's a, it's a cool thing uh fish has been playing a lot of rage so he's going to bring that to the table. I'm going to bring that joke mm-hmm. back twice. Um, but I want to say we are sponsored by Sassy D Merch. They're good friends of ours. We've been sponsored by them for several months. And if you listen to the show, you know, they our special brand of off-color humor. And sassydicks.com is their website. But when we met our friends over at Sassy D Merch on Instagram, she'll give them a follow. Um, it was a perfect fit for our first sponsor because they are really into dick humor. And if you know that anyone who's in the dick humor, then it's us. Um, what they do—they design humorous a... dicks. <laughs> we, our dicks. I've never had a woman not laugh at my dick. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. Um, usually the laughter is followed by tears of some sort. But let's not get into that because uh, you won't have any tears. You won't have any tears when you uh get some merchandise from Sassy D. Or maybe you can spread tears to your friends and family by buying them some of these uh, wonderful gag gifts for a a nice birthday for your incredibly religious grandma. Maybe you want to get her a nice penis Pikachu (laughs) cup or something like that. Um, But they do like uh, penis gag gifts and as they call it, fabulous dick art. So at Sassy D Merch, go give them a follow and uh, help them grow. Um, Fish, I did a poll this week on Rage 2 to set you up the uh, interest. Now I did the scientific Mm -hmm. slider came back right in the middle. Which wow. is uh, let's stick our finger in there? Tepid, feels tepid.
2: Tepid, yeah. So what's
0: yeah, tep uh, what's tepid rage?
2: Uh, it's uh, uh, I guess a uh, a synonym for tepid would be mediocre. Uh-huh. Um, and... No, I mean like
0: if you're tepidly angry, like what would that be? Like, mm. are you moderately mm. upset? What are you
2: constipated? Mm-hmm. Kind of, <laughs> I guess, bro- brooding out a little bit of rage. I don't know
0: brooding okay
2: you're oh you're fuming maybe you're fuming yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: well, still seems the... a little past midway
2: yeah like if you're fuming like eventually like something's gonna explode there but I didn't get that in the game like it, it it I was waiting going through that game waiting for a moment where this game would click for me as far as like capturing my attention and doing something sort of inventive um in the game as far as like an open world um first person shooter goes, and i I couldn't find it 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 just everything just feels that the the story is okay so so the game starts out with like this ten minute long sequence that just feels like they they're setting up exactly what the world is about and pretty much what you're gonna be doing for the rest of the game and um he, they introduce like the main bad guy and um they introduce you to a main character who quickly dies off, and not even like five minutes later, you're you essentially are seeing, uh, I guess a, not a ghost of her, but like recordings that she's done of herself, um, which is very corny because like in the recording she's holding a gun, like and like as she's emoting in, in this recording that you're just looking at at this person who was alive just five minutes ago, um as you're talking to her like she's just like her emote essentially is just tied to her gun shaking around which uh, it was just poorly done as far as like Mm. that character goes but i i guess that's kind of how the story goes as far as like any story beats that you come across in this game it's 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 unmemorable and not necessarily striking in any any sense um and same goes for like the open world. Like you're you're just you're you're essentially ticking off check marks, and you literally look at your map, and you'll see a check mark in an area where you've collected all the loot, or um, or uh, found the arc, uh chest or whatever in there, whatever objective there is in that one area. And they're all relegated to just pretty much clearing out the area of mutants or um. The, the bandit types in that game hmm. and it, it's that's pretty much every single one that i've done is just been tied to all right clear out this area okay there's it, it'll tell you there's a checklist of okay there's one arc chest here and arc chests usually give you some sort of power up or upgrades for your character to put into different abilities that you want to enhance um and there's also loot chests, and it'll say there's six of them in this area, and you kind of, like, have to search around the area. Eventually, like, you can upgrade um, a ability that allows you to track those that tells you, essentially, whether you're hot or cold um, as far as, like, how close you are to these chests and to finding them, um, which is helpful because some of them were just frustrating to find, and I just gave up on them. Because huh. it, all they really give you in those chests is just... Uh, currency for either uh, the Felt Right, which you use... which works as two different ways as well. In combat, enemies will drop Felt Right as... and if you run up to it and pick it up and your health isn't full, it'll actually heal you. But if your health is full, it works as a currency for upgrading abilities. So I I thought Hmm. that was a little strange. And you also get cash as well from these loot boxes, but that's that's about...
1: That actually sounds good. Well, it sounds good in yeah. theory by rewarding you for playing well and not getting hurt, but it also sounds bad because if you're getting hurt a lot, you're not going to have as many upgrades. So it's going to be a
2: right, and that's where I know, like the negative loop feedback in.
1: loop there. Yeah. yeah. So if you're bad, it's going to make the game harder.
2: So well, well, the thing is, is gaming isn't hard at all, Josh. I'm playing <laughs> on normal, <laughs> normal difficulty, and
0: open it up to hard. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What, well, about the, what
0: about the wing stick? Did they bring back the wing stick?
2: They did. Yeah, and it's it's just as good as like it was in the first one. I, I would say um you do get to put a different skin on it. I guess that's like the open world type of thing that they added to this. <laughs> uh, but uh, it works pretty much the same. Um, they do have like uh. Well, I mean, to be honest to... with
0: you, Vish, My favorite part of the the wing is the skin. Like a flavored skin, like a mm. spicy. For the only uh, reason
1: you'd get the wing, is because you get yeah, way yeah. more surface area Oops. per volume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. yeah.
2: Yeah. More crispiness there. hmm hmm Yeah, I'm not gonna which, argue that. Which Josh.
1: which is why, if you're one of those sort of people who likes the uh, the drumette as opposed to the wing, you're just you're just wrong. Yeah. Like logically, yeah, touching, morally, yeah, ethically, you're just wrong. <laughs> it's the wing the wing is better than the drumette. Mm-hmm yeah just more skin there.
0: I feel less like a barbarian though when I eat the drumette though yeah when I, mean, I eat the skin, I just feel like I'm some sort of lion yeah <laughs> there there is something about
1: having to crack bones apart with your uh with your bare hands there that uh or with your teeth generally actually it's better <laughs> to crack them apart with your teeth but Anyway,
2: um, well, it's like those when, when I was a, when I was a kid. Actually, I used to tongue out the meat out of the center of the. Oh,
0: meat. He, he's got a tongue! I told you
2: Explains that why he's the... so
1: much more proficient than we
2: are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you put that on the Instagram this week. That's funny. Actually. Oh, I used You're to be tongue- obsessed. <laughs> you were tonguing the
2: chicken meat. I was. Wing? I oh, wasn't yeah. ripping apart the joints. I was just like tonguing out the meat because, mm. like, eventually, it's like it takes like two bites. Take one bite of one end and the other end and you get the majority of the skin and the meat. And then mm. there's just, it's all that's left is like that little bit of meat in the center. You don't want to be waste, wasteful. And you definitely want to go ahead and eat that. But like I had a thing about actually tearing the joints apart. So like I eventually devised a way to get the meat yeah. <laughs> with my tongue.
1: Yeah. You, I'm, I'm going to that- go ahead and, am spoilers. The best way to do this is to take one bite from the outside of the wing with the, uh, you know, the, the crispier skin there just because it's, you know, thicker Mm -hmm. there for protection of the bird. You take one bite there, then you bite the joint apart and then pull the two bones apart completely. Then you can just, you know, suck all the meat off one bone, suck all the meat off the other bone. And uh, mm. you're good. So it's mm. kind of like a two and a half bites, because one of the bo- most of the meat's gonna go with one of the bones there once you crack them apart. But uh, yeah, yeah, so have the, a good
0: meaty bone suck. Mm-hmm. Um, I will meaty bone suck. It's a new band name. I need to remember that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I
1: don't think you really need to remember. They, I,
0: <laughs> this is tangential. Yeah, I don't, they I don't only do to... like
1: only ska. It's like all That's they do. Media, it's a, it's a, yeah,
0: sp- I was thinking about that too for some reason. I was thinking about them being a ska band. Yeah. <laughs> but like a tribal ska band for some reason, they mm-hmm. like weird bone headdresses and stuff. Yeah. Um, dun, 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 dun. So we'll get right back to Rage Fish. Hold on. You made me t- okay. I was thinking about this week how barbaric it is that people just boil a bunch of like crawdads and stuff and they throw them on a fucking table, like hundreds of them, and people just sit around cracking these little. Fry mm-hmm. crawdads and they suck the fuck my dad was telling me that because he lived in Florida when we were younger and uh he told me that people would be like I just suck the juice right out of the brain he's like no I can't do that that's gross <laughs> and people do it they eat all the meat yep. out of crunch it up and yep. they suck gotta, the fucking suck, brain juice suck the heads oh
2: god there's, or- there's apparently there's flavor there Morgan there's a lot of good flavor there just think heads.
0: about what you're doing what you're sucking out of that creature
2: it's innards yeah, it's whatever <laughs> organs it has in there, and it's brain, and yeah.
0: have you ever sucked the the head of a? Have you guys sucked the head of a crawdad?
2: You know what? I I haven't. You haven't. But I'm very curious about it. I'm very yeah. curious done, about I've it. I actually want to try it.
1: Boils. That's good. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I you know what? I delivered a pizza to a crawdad boil, and mm. like it was cool. That's like not they, a good sign
1: was... for the quality of the crawdad boil. <laughs>
2: No, no, I I think they I had mean, kids in, over in, there. Unless and they you're getting didn't there, there while they're it.
1: still cooking. Like well while, while while they're still boiling, <laughs> they couldn't couldn't wait, but mm.
2: well they 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 had a big old table with like shrimp and crawdads and all sorts of like crab legs and shit like that. Uh, and um what else did they put in that stuff? Uh usually it's just Potatoes. all season it's corn and, and stuff? Star- yeah. yeah. Yep. Corn. Yeah. About and a pallet of, kind of old bay does. seasoning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, what seasoning? What
1: kind of Old Bay.
0: Old Bay. What's that? Is that it's, that red seasoning? Like
1: that? Well, yeah, the seasoning itself is red. It's like cayenne, salt, and pepper, and I, yeah. know, I think it's got celery Cajun. and garlic in there. It's a celery. <laughs> it's like a Cajun rub, but yeah, it comes in that like a good. huge yellow tin. Then you, you put like case after case of that in uh in one of those boils. So
0: see that sounds okay. amazing. See the look of the boil looks delicious. It's, it does,
2: and I want to try it.
0: Real... <laughs> Do you? Okay. Yes.
2: Um, I, I guess the only thing holding you back from actually trying if, it, Morgan, is the if, thought if, uh, of sucking his head. If it helps,
1: you don't have to suck the heads. No one's gonna. No one's gonna kick you out there. You can just eat the the tail meat and, and the I mean, the.
2: Just eat the corn. And it the, looks the, like the a bug. Corn. I'm not
0: gonna eat a bug. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. Hmm. It's it's psychological maybe, but I just Yeah,
2: you prefer
1: eating dinosaurs.
0: No worse. We were just talking about how great chicken was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yes, I don't know why psychologically I can eat something that looks like a chicken's wing, but but let's be honest, with the insect they have the weird little spindly arms and their little antennas, like you see all there the antenna? Like, oh I got an antenna stuck in my tooth. No, thank you. No, thank you. How many times do you get an antenna mm, stuck in your teeth.
2: Don't tube? eat that. Never? That's not where you put your mouth.
1: Never? You don't how put your would mouth you, How would mouth. you accomplish that? Was... Can you right. do...
2: You, d- you, you go from the back of the head. That's where you get the cerebrum and all the brain matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you sound pretty professional for someone who's never done it before.
2: Hmm. You just think about the anatomy of a crawdad. And people sucking the head like, you know, that's, that's what you're getting out of it.
0: All right, enough enough head sucking. Um, how much head sucking in Rage Two? Is there any head sucking at all? Because that sounds great. Uh,
2: you know what? There's there's mute the mutant bash TV makes a comeback from the first one. Oh um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and and they're they're spread out throughout the world. There's different ones, and I'm sure there's different challenges to them. And um, you you collect a certain currency um as you go through that and depending on how well you do in those uh, meet-and-bash uh, arenas. They're like an arena-type thing, and they call it meet-and-bash TV because it's the one thing that they broadcast to everybody um, uh, through antenna to everybody's television, whoever has a television in the apocalypse, I don't know, which is weird, but that, that's yeah. what they Did get you, off do to. Do you
1: ever see any other <laughs> working televisions? Is it just, uh, there's it, there's, no. there's not actually a working television they're broadcasting no, to, it's just one watching. guy who really likes having these recordings of you.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's way creepier,
0: yeah, that's <laughs> way... Yeah, because we needed to go explore those, like, destroyed buildings, weren't they just, there was no T. I don't know, I can't say for sure there's no TV. I'm
2: gonna either. make you a star. Mm-hmm. What do I gotta do? <laughs> You're
0: making me nostalgic for Rage 1, which I didn't think was possible.
2: Yeah, and you know what there there's there's moments in this game where like it, I it was I felt like oh wow. I forgot about this in Rage 1, and it was it actually they 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 take certain I, I don't know. There was one area that I went to is part of a main quest. Um so the main quest is like you essentially have to activate the daggers which is you it, it's code for talking to like these three different individual or four different individuals and they all know about this plan called uh, project dagger or whatever and essentially it's a take down the big bad which is the authority in this game um and the general and whatnot um and you're only given that quest after you know a big assault happens on the on one of your guys's main base um but I was doing a quest for one of the guys who was, uh, apparently, I forgot about this guy, but he was like an old scientist, his name's Dr. Kovacier, and um, he's in this game, and you do a quest where you end up like on the other side of the map, which was kind of a pain, like traveling in the game, there's fast travel, but you can only travel to main cities, uh, which is frustrating, um, because yeah. the only other way to get around is either running, or, which is take you a long ass time but uh there's vehicles in this game as well um and anyways i got to this one area where it just felt like classic like rage like i've it had like those zip lines going everywhere there's multiple layers to like certain the uh levels mm-hmm. and areas that you're going to and it's still pretty vertical yeah yeah it it's pretty vertical yeah it's uh and like some some of the enemies uh so i said the combat's pretty easy and for the most part it is but like there's certain bosses that you fight that are um a little intriguing as far as like how you defeat them like i fought this big uh mutant boss where you had to like destroy something on the front of his chest to open up uh, a weak point on his back and like there's two tanks that you had to shoot at um as he was like going hard as far as like difficulty goes he's shooting like big ass fucking lasers at you and everything um and for the most part like those that it seems like the quests or the big uh, main quests like boss fights are um where they put mo- most of their um uh, work into as far as like mm-hmm. making it a little bit more interesting but uh, for the most part the open world itself is just very boring and like there, there's not a lot i wish there was more storytelling through like at least the environment goes in that game and you really don't get it because it's just apocalyptic wasteland bunch of raiders checkboxy
0: yeah. Mm. yeah
2: and like like even this one area where i stumble across like this big open sewer and ended up going down it and i end up in a pit with like this big ass ogre and i'm like oh it just came out of fucking nowhere. Like, there was no signs leading to, like, oh, something's fucking huge down here. Like, I was just going down a corridor and going through sewers and eventually came across, like, I falling down through a pit and um fighting him, but... Well, usually uh, there's
0: no signs that there's something huge down there.
2: Mm, there should be. I mean, it, it seems like this fucking big fucking pit. What? Usually there's no signs
0: that there's something huge down there. Well oh. I got a
1: question no for you. No indication, <laughs> but there is a you must be this tall.
2: You
0: know oh.
2: Beware beware of big fucking mutant down here.
0: <laughs> well, so the the weird thing people forget about the first rage was uh, a game I actually weirdly enough liked more than a lot of other people even though the ending of, that of the game was just it's like they just just cut off. Um and it had it had its problems, but it was a technical showpiece at the time. It was incredibly mm-hmm. like strangely gorgeous. For the Xbox 360. Yes. But yeah. they And they're not going to do that anymore. So it seems like their rationale is just, let's make a fun game with, and give people a lot of stuff to do. People weren't even really expecting a Rage 2 for some reason. And it <laughs> feels kind of like, you know, by, paint by the numbers, far... Because, you know, pe- they know people love these far... It's almost like the Days Gone thing, right? Like, Days Gone, there's a lot of stuff to do, and it looks fine, and it's kind of yeah. mediocre.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of getting that same vibe from it, like, the first one didn't really do anything all that unique other than, like you're saying, just look so much higher fidelity than anything else. And, and the wings. this stick. one, it seems like it's kind of doing the same. Well, yeah. bright colors seem to be popular now. Let's put bright colors in this one.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's,
1: like, well, it. Uh, yeah. That's, like, as far as the thought went. And uh, and here we are.
0: It, well, it is the, weird, yeah.
2: The, the way they add those bright colors, too, is just, it seems like... Yeah, we're going to showcase this in, like, our cover art and, like, in our trailers yeah. and make it seem like this cool, prominent thing. And, like, when you see it in-game, though, like, you see, like... Not uh, lot. this not a This smoker... Net- no, well, you see a smoke grenade going off with, like, blue uh, smoke coming out of it. You're just like, eh, that kind of fills out of fucking place in this world that I'm in right now, you know? It's, it, yeah. It's like, where, where are they
1: getting all these bright colors? Did all the printers mm-hmm. start working again? <laughs>
2: They definitely saved like, up all those color printers. And... Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fish, if you're feeling a little empty with this, there's a game that you can play for free that's bright and colorful called Far Cry New Dawn, and uh, you have access oh. to it. Yeah. Maybe if it's <laughs> feeling empty, because Ooh. I'll tell you what, there are some RPG hooks in uh, New in New Dawn that were pretty nice. In I, the hear, I-, I
1: hear the shovels are great in that game.
0: Great shovels. Mm-hmm. Great shovels.
2: I heard there's uh also a saw crossbow.
0: Oh yeah, the saw. Blade. Is that right? I I, I I fell away from that game because I got distracted, but I'll go back to it. It's not the it's mm-hmm. nothing incredible, but yeah. but I would be I would be curious right coming right off of Rage 2, like to play if you played a little New Dawn. I'd love to hear the the back and forth because they're kind of like going for this like yeah. the Twitter thing I told you guys. The Twitter accounts for. Rage 2 and New Dawn were actually poking fun at each other, like... Because mm-hmm. they were both going for the same aesthetic and... Right. You know?
2: Yeah. I'm curious. Um, I will say, like... Rage 2, the combat... Half the time... Feels like... Just like a regular... Shooter. Like... It it feels almost as bland... Uh, not to... Uh, well almost as bland as pretty much, uh, Wolfenstein, but, uh, they did introduce a combo system where you fill up this meter and you actually fill up an overdrive, and once you get your overdrive filled up, um, you, you hit two, I think, the bumpers on your controller and it activates like a special ability for you where you move around fast you jump a little bit higher and your weapon
0: it becomes doom (laughs) it becomes doom yeah Yeah. like
2: the, the movement actually feels great at that point and like Every time like my rage meter comes up, I'm just like, "Oh fuck yes! Uh, this is gonna, this is how the game should feel." And like it was developed by Avalanche and ID as, as a collaboration on it, and it feels just which like just... that. Like it's half and half, where like yeah, it feels like
0: Wolfenstein po- and Doom. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, up. which
2: is which is fucking wild. That, now, if it just you know... had
0: the crazy story or narrative, uh, right? Yeah, one of those games. Well, what about oh, man now i'm kind of getting excited for doom this year now what about how's the music memorable oh, you, or forgettable
2: ugh, forgettable yeah. like that there's a title screen music which sounds I'm trying to think what is what it reminded me of it, it i don't know how to describe it. it It, but that's literally like the only like featured music in the game other than um when you're running around like there there's nothing, like, just sticking out for me as far as, like, the music, so, um, yeah, the, the music isn't that great, I would say.
0: Would I yeah. just realized we could play Far Cry New Dawn together. Maybe Has it gone, Sale? Maybe it's, Can you rent New Dawn? You should rent New Dawn, and then we could double mm. stream it and mm. play it together.
2: Hmm. Maybe.
0: Because it's kind of a grind game, like, you go to these outposts, like I told you, where you can do them over and over again, and the enemies just get stronger, and they get, like, HP bars, you know, like yellow, purple, stuff like that. So, it seems like something that would be more fun with a friend.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Music is the best part of that game. Mm. Nice, solid 7.0. <laughs> nice, solid 7! Mm, okay. Maybe a, maybe a 6.5. Um, no, let me go to a 7. Um, that's crazy. So, did you already return it? Are you done with it?
2: Uh, I still have it for one more day. Um, but, yeah, I'm returning it tomorrow. Yeah, it's just a rental. I did pre-order it, but after seeing some of the reviews on it, like, I I, I didn't look into this game, but, um, I thought it was gonna be, like, a... Uh, heavy on the loot as far as like random loot popping up, and I was fucking wrong. <laughs> and I was just that, like, oh, that, that
0: sounds like it needed it needed a hook. They nailed yes. some of the gameplay, and they have a world, even though it's not cooking you. But they just needed they needed something else to pull you through. It's a yeah. shame because it sounds like they kind of nailed the gameplay, sort of. Like.
2: Yeah, yeah, like it's fine. Like uh, the enemies for the most part are just fodder but like it it feels good to using your abilities and there's a ton of abilities that you unlock it it's it's almost it's not overwhelming it's just like do i even fucking need this ability like 25 percent to carry a special ammo of a certain gun it's it they're kind of strange in that regard but like it it gets real deep into it and um i just wanted stuff that just made me more invincible and essentially kill shit quicker so um but yeah it, it goes real deep like you you unlock like one ability and it unlocks a certain tier of another set of abilities that you have to look at on a different screen um that you also have to put points into or use uh certain um currencies that you find throughout the world um to unlock it as well so uh the the abilities are actually um one thing that was driving me through the game was unlocking them and then using them in combat because it made the combat a little bit more um interesting in that regard like you get like a double jump um which is doesn't sound that great, but you also get like this uh ability to essentially force push um enemies and it like if you force push like certain enemies with armor it'll like shatter their armor. Oh, that's what it's called. It's called shatter, and like it'll push him back and let him go ragdoll and go flying through the air, um, which which is cool. And like I've only unlocked two, but apparently there's two more abilities that you get to uh, unlock as well. Um, and the weapons as well. Like you only keep you know weapons that you've unlocked. So like right now I had the I have the pistol, uh, which you start out with. Then you get a machine gun. And then you get a shotgun. Uh, and well, I got the shotgun. And um, uh, eventually, like, there's I think there's like six more different weapons that you get to unlock um, down the road. Um, and the way you unlock them is you get to these places that are called arcs, essentially. And you'll either get a cool ability from it or you'll get a new weapon, um, which is cool. I, I mean, as far as like pacing of the combat goes like if you're unlocking those weapons at a reasonable pace like it, it'll keep it so keep the combat fresh and, and of course whenever you're unlocking the ability so um it seems like its pace well it's just the open world is my problem with it like getting around is kind of a hassle and um what you actually do in the open world is very by the numbers unimaginative type of stuff and um, some of the areas are uh, kind of cool looking uh, that you get to, but there's really nothing to do there other than look at it and kill off all the enemies that have are in that encampment. So um, uh, for the most part, like uh, it's fine. I don't, it's, I don't, it's just not that not that type of game where like I'm engrossed in the world, um, as opposed to like Far Cry Five, where Far Cry Five had. Uh, interesting places to go to it had like those secret stashes where like seemed like there was a lot of thought put into this one small little area that you come across that opens up and almost like fleshes out what's going on in that world or what yeah, you know yeah. those people were doing and you get none of that in this game and
0: environmental storytelling and something yeah
2: yeah yeah you don't get that that's
0: a that's a shame Yeah. You know, well, fish. I, I'm glad you took the brunt. So that's your rage to full breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, slightly irritable too. Called it <laughs>
2: <laughs> mediocre to slightly irritable. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's see. The last poll was just briefly Detective Pikachu. Ninety percent of our audience said it was adorable and fun. Only ten percent of our audience said I expected more. Um. Like I told you guys, I oof I the only thing I didn't really care for was sort of the the f- the final act being sort of generic and action filled. But cute, charming, world building had a great time. Um fish, you finally got around to it? Was it cute, charming, mm-hmm. and a duel? Did you have a good time?
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh me and my daughter went and saw it and she she actually liked it. I mean the, the the story's easy to follow. Um my daughter's eight years old and she she told me that she really enjoyed it, um, for what it was. Um uh and for me, like, it, I, I know it's not the, the deepest of coolest or you know, the most interesting of stories told, but the 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 fun I had in that watching that movie was uh just seeing like the art of these realistic looking Pokemon, like some of them were just wild looking, like like that Charizard that had like a lightning bolt scar over him um, because he fought the, the Pika- detective Pikachu in a battle. Like some of that stuff was like really cool. And like seeing how essentially these Pokemon are like coexisting with humans was very interesting to me um, in a way that was just like, wow, they were it, everywhere. They were fucking yeah. everywhere. Like, yeah. yeah, and, like, they start out, like, the the opening scenes like, this weird, like, throwback to, like, the anime where he's like, oh, hey, yeah. you you, g- you gotta catch a Pokemon, man, come on, you need a Pokemon, and, like, he's, they, the guy's, like, trying to catch a Cubone, but, like, it, it also makes these Pokemon seem, like, highly fucking volatile and dangerous. Yeah, it's scary, yeah, like, yeah. Because, well, because like,
0: the thing in the movie is Rhyme
2: City is the only
0: city where Pokemon work in tandem with humans everywhere else in the world. They are battled and caught. Well, I. it's not that they're not... What are you shaking your head at? What are you, what are you laughing at? Am I missing something?
2: <laughs> Sorry, Josh was just being very seductive over there. I just couldn't help. I was I was, I
1: was, I was. trying to break fish there.
2: You did. You, you did it. Yep. I mean, where um... <laughs> way you stroke that can, Josh? Gosh.
0: Uh, but I was going to say that, you know, the... They just interact in the world everywhere, but in that particular city, they, they you can't battle them and stuff like that. They're supposed to be people, although there's a reason for that later mm-hmm. that's, you know, whatever. But it's, it made more sense that there was a city. I thought the whole world was like that. I didn't realize it was one isolated city where this guy was basically yeah. trying to use Pokemon in that way. Whereas everywhere else in the world, people, they're just part of the world. It's more traditional. People battling right. Pokemon and stuff. But they seem dangerous. Like, that Cubone... Could have fucking hurt him. You know? <laughs> like, yeah,
2: like, he used like his boomerang, and like it caused like this big ass fucking explosion in the ground, and like the kid just like went flying through the air, all you know, dramatic style, movie style, and.
0: Well, he was scared. I, I used to think as a kid it'd be cool to have Pokemon around, and then I realized I was like, damn, that would actually kind of scary. You're like walking home from work, and like, shit, there's a Snubble in the hall. We can't go that way, man. That shit's scary.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Snubble. That entire time, I was just like, somebody calmed out that snubble, please. Damn. Somebody pet him.
0: Yeah. What was your favorite uh, spot? Like, oh, oh my gosh, that Pokemon's here. What was your favorite?
2: Uh... It can be a
0: generic one. That's fine. I was just wondering. Like, for me, uh... now that we're at the end of the show and we don't give a shit about spoilers, it was Torterra. The little Torterra that ran that oh, yeah. lab. That was my... I turned to my wife and I was like, Torterra!
2: Torterra! <laughs> 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 huh trying to think.
0: Maybe Josh can tell us while we, while you're thinking. Josh, what was your favorite Pokemon spot?
2: Mmm.
0: Oh, I love that sound. Think there's a break in my balls think?
1: here. The, uh... Oh. Fuck. I'm bl- completely blanking on the names now. Um... Gengar? No, no, no. The, uh... Ah oh, man, I'm completely blanking the names now that it, you asked for. Tell me, me the part. Um, Tell me the part. But the ones that are basically just you know portable Pokemon, you know. Amps. Well, they're all
0: pocket monsters. Oh, Loudrin. Yeah, was, all the
1: Loudrin yeah. that are basically oh, yeah, using them like beatboxing yeah, yeah. and like making music for different parts. I <laughs> just that, thought that, that was, was funny. Cool. Yeah. And the
0: club, they're like fucking yeah. just like yeah, like they all don't music. have speakers
1: yeah. with all this stuff. They have a bunch of Loudrin just. You know, making the music, which is,
0: I thought was I mm-hmm. thought was pretty great. That was cute. Yeah. I'm glad that we did get a Gengar. That's the biggest reason why I want you on Pokemon tournament, Josh. Gengar, man. Turns mm. <laughs> it turns out it wasn't twenty dollars. They put that on my story, but everyone messaged me and they were like, "Oh, dude, I called Target and they don't have it." And then they looked closer at my picture and apparently some idiot at my Target put the sticker on the wrong box. And it wasn't for poking tournament, so I got mm. a bunch of people's hopes up, and now I feel like an asshole. So that's
2: great. Yeah, got my hopes up. Damn. Yep, they you could have
1: gotten owned. it for twenty if they went to the one store where the sticker was on the wrong one.
0: But... I know, because you can. I, if yeah. it was me, I would have been like, "Fuck you, stickers on the box." That's what you're giving me. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would have been that asshole <laughs> <laughs> just once. Uh, it's a good time. It sucks that movie lost out by like two million dollars to Avengers Endgame. Because that would have been a, a cool way to dethrone it. And this weekend, it's probably going to be John Wick 3. It's done really yeah, well. That, it's just that,
1: yeah, just the competition right the there cusp. is just, that is rough. That's, it yeah. really is.
0: It's too bad. too bad. It would have been a cute story, but it's doing well. But it looks like John Wick 3 is, I don't really know shit about, everyone tells me to try John Wick, but I watched the first one, and his dog died in the first 20 minutes. I was like, I can't, this is depressing. Why? Why do people want me to watch this shit? And then, um. But everyone says it's a fun series, so I don't know. I feel like I'm missing out.
2: Hmm. Over no the sh- top action, man. Keanu Cyber- Reeves.
0: Never been my thing, but there must be an element of like synthwave or cyberpunk to it, because a lot of people on my synthwave feeds, for some reason, are about John Wick. So I'm wondering if the music took that. I need to find out, because if that's the case, that sounds cool. But it was just action, without the aesthetic of the... Um, speaking of which, as we round up the show here, uh, it's been a fun one. Uh, remember, patreon.com slash swordchomp if you want to support what we do. On our regular Instagram page this week, it was pretty pretty chaotic, pretty hectic. Um, we got up... Let's see what we got up here. Oh, someone uh, tagged us in... Oh, sorry, I got a glitch. and Someone tagged us and uh, we're showing up on a website that's not ours. Okay, weird. Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was panicking there. I thought I thought Instagram uh was glitching the shit out of our page and I was panicking because you know, God knows I put way too much time in this life that I chosen for myself. Um anyways, this week I got up uh, some funny stuff, but I have a big final fantasy uh 12 video planned for next week as well to kind of hype up the show a little bit. Um also, as I'm kind of cascading some of the different things that I've gotten up here, cyberpunk video, uh, it was fucking fantastic. some great music. So you should check that out. Um, just trying to really get some opinions on the heavy hitters with people. Just some fun stuff on the Instagram page. And uh, remember, polls every Monday. Questions of the week every Thursday. We might read them on the show. That's going to do it. It's been fun. Um, I want to thank Fish and Josh for being here. Uh, remember, we have our side podcast, Evoking the Sublime and In the Blood. You should check those out if you want more of the Sword Chomp family. The Patreon page, I've already pimped enough. Our sponsor, Sassy D. Merch, sassydicks.com. And uh, our good friend Shay will be joining us next week. So, uh, all right. Let's get the hell out of here, Fish. Good job. Started mm-hmm. with the blokes, and now the blokes will say goodbye.
2: So, <laughs> I'm waiting. I- Adios, mates. <laughs>
0: yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> um, and we'll see you next week for an all new Chomp Cat.